It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And we are live. It is Car Code Carney. I'm James Van Ostel. And in the weeks to come, well, I'll get to that. Yesterday, I want to talk about what happened yesterday on this show. Joey Mullant of Badfinger was my guest. Now, Badfinger was the first band to ever sign to the Beatles Apple Apple Records. So this guy sat here and talked with me for about, about 30 minutes about legitimate rock and roll history. He talked about appearing on George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album. He talked about recording Jealous Guy with John Lennon for the Imagine album. He talked about the Beatles. He talked about Badfinger. Mm-hmm. talked about so many cool and interesting things. My jaw just hit the ground. I, the whole time he was talking to me, I thought, I can't believe I'm hearing these stories. So that's a great one to check out. Now, moving forward, Thomas Healy, the editor of Spawn Comics, will be joining me next week. Also, Stephen Kostransky, he is the writer and director of Psycho Gorman, which is Hands down, the most fun movie you'll see in 2021. I love this movie. Writer and director of that movie coming up. Also, the instrumental band Coyote Man will join me next week, as will Milwaukee band Devil's Teeth. Joining me tonight, it is the electro-pop duo known as Butcher and the Florist. Welcome, welcome Jody and Kendall. Lovely to see you both. Awesome. Thanks for having us. Uh, One of of the many guests, if, if you're just listening to the podcast, you're one of the many guests I've had who have completely figured out the whole Zoom thing. You got the lighting, the backdrop, like you you know what you're doing. You're not messing around here. I yeah. mean, this is the way of the world, right? I do meetings <laughs> every day on Zoom now. Yeah. I think I even have a filter on that makes my skin look good. <laughs> oh, I want that filter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so was- so what, what people can't see, you've got three sweet guitars behind yeah, you. Yeah, they're Jody's. They're all featured on the Butcher and Florist music, <laughs> and I got... A bunch more downstairs. It was actually a toss up between this backdrop or we have a home studio downstairs. And uh, I think this the studio downstairs is a little more cave like and a little darker, which I think isn't necessarily the best thing for a Zoom meeting. So but, but it's, it's totally appropriate for your vibe. Yes, yeah. definitely. Because we got some dark vibes sometimes <laughs> and some of the music for sure. Yeah. Are, you, are you sitting on the couch where you did all those cover songs? Is that the cover song couch? Yes, this is the cover song couch, <laughs> the infamous cover song couch. <laughs> yeah, it's all happening right here uh, for sure. We do a lot of stuff at home, uh, you know, DIY, make the best what you can, you know. So, um, yeah, this is it. I saw something you one of you posted. I, I can't remember which one uh, on Reddit. I didn't even know this was a thing. There are people on the web, like influencers or bloggers, who will charge people for interview opportunities. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, uh, Jody posted that. We got that on our Instagram. So insane, right? I mean, that's kind of like the the pay to play scheme that kind of goes on in Chicago totally. a little bit. Um, but I thought that was outrageous. And for those of you guys that didn't see the Reddit basically wanted to charge us $120 to be interviewed. So we pay them to interview us, which then goes on to their Instagram that has no interaction or engagement whatsoever. Right. It was insane. Well, yeah, that was the big thing. It's like I, it, doing 30 seconds of research, you can see that this person had paid for all their likes and their subscribers because all their 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 posts had, you know, they had like 2000 subscribers or followers, but their post only had you know, 10 or 15 engagement, like views on their interviews. And this is, 
someone who's doing it pretty regularly, it, it was just like, well, what are we doing here? Um, and then it was like this, you know, we'll get you featured on this blog. And then, you know, everything's connected. They're all part of the same, you know, universe. So then you go to that person and again, they're paying for likes and subscribes and all that stuff. So, I mean, maybe you could charge if you had like a legit serious following and people who are actually. No, it, that's not OK. That's just that's just that's just wrong. I, I agree. That's just true. It, it makes me hate the Internet. It makes me hate social media when I hear stories like that. Here's how I go about booking. I find people who are interesting and I say, hey, you want to do an interview? And that's it. <laughs> Which is exactly how it should work. <laughs> there it is. No money changes hands. Lots of fun changes hands, but no money. This is just right. It's a, it's a mirth exchange. That's it. That's that's yeah. all we're we're trading here. Right. Uh, all right. So your your group, your the, the duo Butcher and the Florist been around for four years. Uh, yeah. I like two or three. I mean, well, we started releasing covers probably three or four years ago. We released our first original song in 2019, which was cruel, um, which was uh, Ordinary Love. Okay. We don't send that one to you, though. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know it. <laughs> I, I think Cruel was probably the first song I played by you. Yes. And that was probably yes. the first song you submitted to you because our our influences and the music we produce, um, I mean, it all falls under that electric pop umbrella, but we, we definitely pursue some different avenues. We've done some more like kind of EDM sounding stuff, some more of that like Lady Gaga inspired electro pop. Um, so we only send you the appropriate songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of fits your vein for sure. You know, perfect. Well, I, I was looking at my notes because I keep all my notes for Demo 312 and Carcon Carney. I, I have the most top heavy Google drive account of anyone on earth. And I was going through, I played cruel for the first time in September of 2019. And in my notes, just things I, I write to myself so that I know when I listen back or decide to play something, what I'm playing. Uh, I wrote the missing link between missing persons and Fantagram. So. Hey, Fantagram is definitely a huge influence for us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely big fans. We were actually like right before COVID or a little before COVID, we were able to actually see them live in Milwaukee, which was really cool. Um, yeah. well, it's been, it's been a junk year for everybody, especially so for musicians. Uh, you did something I thought was really interesting. I mean, as the pandemic was just starting, as we were all coming to terms with the reality of what, what was going on, you two put out a video uh, like a, a, almost a self-help encouraging video of what musicians can do to grow their career while quarantined. And I thought I wanted to see more of this sort of stuff over the past 12 months, like that kind of just benevolent yeah. people helping people. Yeah. I mean, I wish we had done more of it too. Like <laughs> we started off really ambitious with like, we're going to do so much for ourselves and, and put out lots of content and, you know, that kind of, doesn't your ambitions don't always live up to uh, the expectations, yeah. but um, I mean, we, with that said, we have done a lot to like stay busy and shoot music videos and uh, release stuff. You know, obviously we just uh, released quiet beast. Um, it's, you know, it's trying to like make the best of a crappy situation, try yeah. to flip it and do the best you can with what you got. And, you know, we were all kind of, everyone was in the same situation. And I think like, you know, outside, like take outside of the music industry, like, you know, I'm a, a big fan of comedy, like I really love comedians and listen to a lot of podcasts, comedian podcasts, and like looking at what those guys are doing to relate to get stuff out there when, you know, they're in the same boat we are, they need to get in front of people and they can't, you know, um, so they've, people like that have taken a lot of opportunities to, uh, 
you know, flip the script, try new things. And uh, yeah, we probably should have taken our advice (laughs) advice a little more, but it was like, you know, what, what can we do if we can't perform and if we can't get in front of people? So we, you know, we've got cameras, we've got an internet connection and we can make music and stuff like that, you know, so it worked out. Yeah. It totally worked out. So it was last year. Let's talk about videos because you mentioned videos. Yeah. Uh, last year was Afraid of Myself. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. Afraid of Myself and Love Sick. We released last year. Yeah. And uh, then uh, I don't remember. But, uh, <laughs> it all blurs together. You know, we also did a whole year of covers. Like, at, was it every week? Every week we released a cover like a every cover, Monday. Every Monday we were le- releasing for a, a while. And it was basically like, what's top 40 right now let's just really do our own kind of version cover of it and we'd have musicians come in and guest star on it and uh that helped and we we kind of tailed off on that and started refocusing yeah and- it was a fun way to just kind of like build our brand while we were getting our sure. own music kind of polished and ready to go so that we could like release music to hopefully an audience yeah yeah that was the, the whole plan. Do the covers, build some following. And then when we released original stuff, we already had a little bit of a fan base there because it's, uh, you know, you're aware that it takes so long to like complete an album. You know, you could spend years on an album, you know? So in the meantime, let's put out some covers and have some fun and do it in our living room, which was, uh, you know, we got good at editing video and setting <laughs> yeah. stuff up. A lot of good practice. <laughs> a lot of good practice for sure. And then, you know, once we got our, I think it, I can't, I don't know how many songs or tracks we have done right now for Butcher, but, uh, you know, we got a decent little catalog going and I think it did help. And I, we had already had some YouTube subscribers and some Facebook follows and all that stuff. So once we released that original music, we were kind of hitting the ground running. Yeah. And uh, honestly, that's been our, our game plan is instead of like releasing an album, we release singles all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. so that ball continues to roll instead of like releasing an album. And then the first question you get is like, all right, when's your next album coming out? (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what the right answer is or the wrong answer is, or if if there is one or the other in in the modern world of releasing music, because there's a case to be made for doing things a la carte. Mm -hmm. Sure. As you're doing, there's also a case to be made for putting out, a complete package yeah. and artistic think, work. Yeah. That complete package, I think works more in like, especially like the rock and instrumental world. I feel like being in pop though, like people's attention span is really small. And so it works in three minute increments, like just yeah. catch them for three minutes. Right. Then on the, to the, next the ADD thing. approach. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, we're honestly still kind of figuring it out as we go. And I think the landscape has changed and COVID has thrown everything kind of sideways. But, you know, we're releasing singles and I think we're almost at the point now where we could like release an EP or an album and have, you know, obviously additional songs put there. But we've already got, you know, half a dozen songs that have been out put out over the last two years that have gotten some traction. So now like kind of like the Bishop Briggs thing where she had a bunch of music out there before she actually put her album out there. Um, Mm -hmm. So. But again, we're—I mean, we, both Kendall and I come from a long line of bands and <laughs> playing every venue in Chicago and kind of, you know, the rough grind uh, to be, you know, still trying to figure it out today. <laughs> you know, it's been a long road. I, I want to swing back to "Afraid of Myself" because the video for that is fantastic. It's this. Thank you. Bloody bathtub horror show <laughs> thing you have going on. That was a good one. But. I, I keep waiting for, and I think, I still think it'll happen. I keep waiting for a music video renaissance. I I felt like, especially coming out of this year where bands couldn't tour, what an opportunity to 
flex creativity in that way. Get yeah. music out there and, and put forth these visions, uh, which you did moving forward or moving ahead a little bit. Quiet Beasts, which you mentioned, uh, the video just came out two weeks ago. It's this slow, sultry, <laughs> Thank dark, you. sexy song. Uh, a lot of glitter was sacrificed to make this video. Oh, my gosh. I still have glitter on me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't surprise me at all. We shot both of those music videos the same day. It was one 12-hour day <laughs> of music videos. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we, we had these two music videos we wanted to shoot. We went to a couple guys, uh, Kyle Rudolph and Josh uh, Jones, Josh Jones, local guys who do great video production work. And we were like, hey, we want to shoot these music videos. And they were like, well, budget and timing and everything like if we best if we just do this all at once. And I get that. And yeah. that's what we did. We so. shot them at the same time. And I think they both turned out great. But yeah, that that bloodbath yeah. one. There's... We got lucky too. Jody's a contractor. So sometimes we'll have like rental empty properties. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this story or not, but we found <laughs> we used one of his properties that was unoccupied. Yeah. And so uh, that's where all the glitter and the blood is. <laughs> actually, while she's in that that blood bath scene and bloody water is going all over the place. It like went through the f- hardwood floors into the basement and uh, so whoever moved in is going to be like, what <laughs> who got murdered here? When right. Party <laughs> murder happened. <laughs> who got murdered here? Is there a curse on the house? Yeah. <laughs> will, will I be haunted by the spirits of the undead? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely an ambitious, it was a long day, but uh, I think it turned out great. And we got two really awesome videos at really great, affordability and i mean it was like we got a bathtub that bathtub off a facebook marketplace or craigslist and you know going to aldi and getting all their corn corn, syrup for the blood bath bath to you know the guys helping us shoot and a couple pas helping us and getting i just happened to have a vacant property at the time that i could get in there and do the whole thing and uh yeah it was it was pretty crazy I've only recently over the past year discovered the joys of Aldi. I avoided it for years. I still kind of avoided it, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But I mean, it, if you're hungry and you want some affordable food, not a bad place. And I think Aldi has come up since I was a child. I believe that's true. <laughs> I believe that's true. Because I, I always had a negative Me too. perception of it. And now I realize, oh, it's all the same food. And I'm paying like 30% of what I would pay if I go yeah. to Mariano's. Yeah. Right, right. And I think Mariano's has taken a deep dive over the last couple of years since they were sold to Kroger. Not a big fan. Well, and Aldi has the weird stuff aisle. Yeah. Where, you know, I, I swear to God, this, this is no joke. I was walking through the aisle a year ago and they had vinyl records. Really? <laughs> Nothing like, out there. Jimi oh. Hendrix experience. Are you experienced? What is this doing here? And, <laughs> I'm sick of all those songs. I don't need to hear those songs again, but I, I right. almost bought it just for the fact that I wanted to say that I got a record at yeah. all. And you probably could have picked it up for two ninety nine. Right. Exactly. Right. Or at all the, it'd be like the, the James Hendrix experience. It'd be right. kind of what you think it is, but there's something a little different about it. Right. It's like, it's not fruit loops. It's fruit rounds. It's the, yeah. the same thing, but it's packaged in a, in a strangely different way. Uh, but right. going back to videos, it, you guys, you, guy and gal you you team uh you have a clear video strategy you have a, a clear sense of uh, we want to be a visual artist sure as yeah. well as an audio artist it's it's a major i mean like yeah and i i just think um 
like nowadays we want to like package our songs. So they each are their own little bubble that we can release. There's the song, there's the music video, there's the merch that goes with it. So it's all its own little package that then we can like just push the hell out of promo wise. Yeah. Everything supports everything, you know, Uh, instead of just releasing the track, having that visual aspect of it, um, you know, anything we can do to like, like Kendall said, make it this its own package. I think just, you know, because some people might hear it on Spotify, but then if we got a cool music video where you're drowning in blood in a bath, like there's the visual aspect of it. Sure. It's like the behind the scenes stuff that we take pictures that helps feed the Instagram and all that stuff. So yeah, it's def- that's why we're like the whole singles idea comes, you know, is all part of this. Everything is its own thing. So hopefully that blip in the radar just continues to trend up yeah. as, as we do stuff. And I feel like people identify so much more now with, like who an artist is like the person just because of social media so yeah. i feel like these videos are a good way for us to like you know sh- identify show our our identity as a as a band you know like i think billy eilish is so popular because people just love who she is and like what mm-hmm. she represents and right. so i think that's important is to have that visual yeah i i i definitely like often think about like had Led Zeppelin come up in modern times, what their Instagram feed would look oh, like. I, I am, this is no joke. I had this exact conversation about Led Zeppelin today. Yeah. This notion of mystique and how artists today, they don't have the luxury of mystique. No. And Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin in particular, you look at all their albums, I think with the exception of the back cover of their first album, their faces aren't on any of them. Right. Yeah. Led yeah. Zeppelin 4. Physical graffiti, houses of the holy. It's just cool images, but not an area trace of the band to be found. That's mystique. To your point, in the present day in an Instagram world, I don't know that they'd be able to pull off some of the stuff they pull off. Well, I think of like The weekend when he was first coming out, there was like a whole mystique around what his identity was. Like he was hiding his face for a long time. And it was like the big reveal of who The weekend is. Right. Um, But I think it has to be like a very niche thing. Like you have to have the right market, the right persona and stuff to achieve that. Yeah. And even like, if you take like a Sia who like, if you do enough Googling, you'll find out what she looks like, (laughs) but uh, she's still got this highly visual aspect to her, Mm -hmm. you know, her thing or whatever you want to call her. Um, Yeah. But like, and that also like going back to Zeppelin, like, all these stories and folklore you hear about Led Zeppelin and their tours and, you know, walking into uh, what's the one where they're in a hotel and they're like spanking a woman with a fish. That, like, that was the, that? Uh, the Hyatt house, right. The Hyatt house yeah. uh, on like sunset Boulevard. Right. So yeah. like ha- had that been a, the uh, instavid they might have got canceled you know what i'm saying but like well, not being yeah. able to I see a lot it of musicians from the 70s would be <laughs> well that's yeah. true canceled uh, if you judge them by modern standards but I, I yeah i think you you and you can't do without it you know so um you know you got to embrace it as an artist as a musician mm-hmm. i agree and put yourself out there and and do a lot of things so uh it's hard but I, it's good that like as a duo, we can kind of complement each other. It's hard when you're like a solo artist or you're fronting a band, you try to do everything yourself. So like, Oh yeah. Uh, honestly, Kendall's like the hardest per- working person I know. And it's hard to keep up with her. And a lot of those like music video concepts come from her brain. And I'm just there to like <laughs> provide an empty apartment <laughs> and carry bathtubs and yeah, clean up glitter uh, and, and help support that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that. <laughs> so again, Quiet Beasts is the new song. We can listen to it everywhere. We can watch it. 
Yeah. Uh, and the video is fantastic. Again, lots of glitter. Okay. Uh, I hate asking this question, but I feel compelled. The name of your band. I, I hate asking this question. I'm sorry, but no, no, no. I, at first glance, it sounds like a like a cool restaurant in Logan Square. What's what's the the butcher uh, in forest? Butcher in the forest. We got the name from NPR. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, like program on obituaries, and it was talking about a woman. And in the obituary, it says she was a butcher. She was a florist. <laughs> <laughs> it went on from there. But I was like, what odd things to be together, <laughs> but how perfect too. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> My criteria is we got to be able to buy the URL. So like, <laughs> that's the thing. It can't be a band already. You know? That so. is so true. And I, I, I really love how savvy you are about the business aspect of all this. But yeah, I mean, I see, you know, obviously I do demo 312 at KQX right. and I get tons of demos and I see so many ungoogleable bands. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Bands who will, who will n- turn up on like page four of Google search results. Like you gotta. Yeah, you gotta have the URL and then obviously post a bunch to get your, to be on the front page and, and do all that. I, there might be a list. So like whenever I start a new project, be it a band or I, I do a lot of different things, I usually get a new moleskin, right? And mm-hmm. like, this is how we're any notes. Any, so like I've got a butcher and florist moleskin around here that might have a list of names that we were potentially. Oh, that's amazing. Involved. I don't know where it's at right this second. I think I left it at my rehearsal space, but uh, yeah. So like, I, I don't even want to know what it's going to be at this point, but uh, yeah, butcherinthefloorist.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got. <laughs> that's it. And, that's it. And for, for, for your new friends and fans, uh, sign up for the email list. I love that you do email marketing. Uh, you yeah. have an email list. In fact, I, I'm on that list and I was alerted earlier tonight that you were going to be on Carcon Carney, which is very exciting to find out. Yeah, we put you a blasted on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. Yeah. We got merch. This is a butcher florist hat. That's my design right there. I designed that you butcher did. knives. When you That's join gorgeous. our mailing list, you get free downloads of a few of our songs too. Yeah. So we give you free stuff. Yeah, we got shirts and sweaters. I butcher florist sweater. It's fantastic. Uh, all right, so we got the website covered. I, I I love your sound. It's it's melodic. It's 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 sexy. It's dark. It's cool. It's all those things. So. Thank you for for uh, jumping on tonight and talking about your about your music. Listen, real quick, I have to say, like, I mean, I grew up in Chicago, listening to Q one hundred and one, uh, even the I, the Loop, all that stuff. It's kind of surreal to like be face zooming with you with a guy that like I I I can't imagine how many hours I've of radio I've listened to your voice like <laughs> up next this is what we got going on or the demo 312 like uh this kind of like some bucket list stuff uh That's next cool. on my list is uh, uh jbtv like if i go <laughs> see jerry bryant uh some <laughs> local legends you know what i'm saying so uh yeah this is this is very cool for me um and i'm very excited and obviously we really appreciate the support and playing the tracks on, on demo 312 is huge for us. And the, the first one that you played for us, we had like a listening party right here on this. We, yeah. we had a bunch we ordered pizzas and I don't know, there were about 30 or 40 people in here. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, w- it was a, a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll, 
we would have done one this time too, except for, you know, COVID makes it a little, yeah, a little, little yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we do that because it's fun, but we also do it because like, it also helps support the Instagrams and <laughs> Facebooks and people's pictures and make it, uh, make it a big party, you know? So, well, if Jerry's still on your bucket list, I'll get you his email address, but be forewarned. If you have a conversation with him, it may last for about five hours. <laughs> Listen, when I grew up, we, were poor and did not have cable and I did not have MTV. He was my MTV yeah. and I watched him. For a, so many people in this town, for sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, he was, he was huge. Um, and, you know, clearly like a very, you know, the old days of that like grungy studio, he was very kind of like DIY and, um, you know, was, was for a young musician who oh, didn't yeah. have access to MTV. He was, uh, he was huge. I, I first time I went to his studio was probably at this point uh, 20 or so years ago, but I couldn't believe how state of the art it was. Like, yeah. How are you playing music this subversive with right. this kind of facility? Like <laughs> actually Kendall's old band was on JBT. Yeah. I didn't get to go. I he didn't go. He wasn't in the band at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I missed out on that, that opportunity. Um, but hopefully it was, it was really neat though. And you're right. It was so high tech. I was like, this is fancy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it's, you know, in, in an unassuming building, you walk in, you're like, they're putting out this product using this is like right major network stuff. What, what yeah. how is this even going on? Like, yeah, what kind of shadow financing is going on? <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Is he doing good health wise right now? I know he had a little Seems to be. There. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I, from everything that I've seen, heard and read, he, he's kicked cancer's around. ass. So, yeah, nice. I'm we, a two time cancer survivor, by the way. Are you really? Uh, Good. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's been I've been in remission for almost I don't know maybe fifteen years now. That's in my awesome. early twenties. Um, I, I had a battle and uh, took a lot of my life and energy and all that, but uh, here I am, kicking. Ass. I love it. So good yeah. for you. I, I love hearing stuff like that. So for congratulations. Sure. Thank you. All right, butcher in the florist. Thank you so much. Thank you.